1: On today's episode, we have Sarah Haley, a friend of mine who is one of the most sought-after prenatal and postnatal exercise specialists. She spent years as a celebrity trainer and Reebok master trainer in New York City and now is a mother of four. She does all of her training and consulting for companies and brands. She's done worked with Herbalife and Kohl's and many more. She's based in Santa Monica, California and has been listed as one of the best fitness Instagram accounts to follow for major motivation by women's health. That is so amazing. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Now, Sarah and I have known each other for quite a while now, and I absolutely adore her. I follow her for many reasons, um, but one one of the things I love about you, Sarah, is your infectious smile. Um, every time I go to your account and I see uh, a post that you that you do or some type of um, reel, I love your reels. Um, I just I see you smiling and then I notice myself looking at my phone, smiling at you. That is the nicest smile
0: ever. I've
1: done my job. (laughs) I love your smile so much. You're just always so positive and happy. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm scrolling on my phone, that's what I like to see. That's what I need for myself is to see someone who can motivate me, you know, mentally, emotionally and physically. And um, so the other reason I love following you so much is because you make exercises easy for moms. And I say that because, and I, one of my questions I have for you is, you know, how does an uh, overworked, exhausted, you know, um, just very busy mom find the time to work out? And when I look at your videos and I see your short clips of things I can do at home, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, it really makes it relate, like doable. Like I feel like, oh, I can actually do this. And so I wanted to share that I knew you were going to be on the show. And so I actually got obsessed with your medicine ball reel. And I bought a medicine ball last night. Oh, yay. (laughs) So I'm going to start using that. So anyway, but let's, I want to have everyone know you better and, you know, start learning more about how they can, you know, put fitness as a priority, you know, in their lives and what to focus on, how to do it. And we're going to be talking about prenatal fitness, we're talking postnatal fitness, and just regular fitness in general for, for moms. I mean, you're a mom of four, so <laughs> you get the balance, you know, you get the juggle. So I?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like you had one reel that said something like, you know, how do you do it all? And your answer was, I don't. And I feel the same way, you know. Um it's it's hard to juggle it all. And it's all about, you know, sometimes priorities or just, you know, what's going on in the moment. But I do think fitness is a priority. So I'd love that you focus on that. Um, so my first question is, how much should we be exercising each day?
0: Well, well let's first start with the fact that exercise can literally mean moving your body. And sometimes has to be just moving your body when you're a mom. Yes. So I don't necessarily say every day you have to vigorously exercise. But every day, I think your goal should be to move your body 20 to 30 minutes. And once you start doing that, you will want to. It's funny when you said I'm always smiling and I was like, oh, I hope it's not like toxic positivity. But I realize what most of my page is, is obviously exercise. And exercise brings me so much joy, uh, mostly at this point in my life, because it's the one thing I know I can do every day for me. And I think if you as a mom can start to look at exercise as that, the one thing that you can do to not only just make yourself feel better, be stronger, be healthy, but also have longevity to be around for your kids, right? I'm, I'm in my forties now. So to me, I look to the future and keep in mind, I'm in my forties with yes, a 10 year old, but also a seven, four and two year old. So if I want to see my two year old's grandkids, I need to live a really long time. Yes, I'm So the my goal bro. has, right. So it's quickly transferred here as I moved in my forties to Sure, all the things, all the, all the maybe superficial reasons why I exercise, but most of it is, man, I need to really live a long, healthy life. And so much research says that exercise is part of that. Whatever disease you look at at this point in the game, exercise definitely gives you a boost yeah. ahead of the rest in terms of living a long life, healthy life.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I've read the same research as, as you know, I'm, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor and everything I read is exercise, exercise, exercise to be preventative in things like cancers, you know, diabetes, you know, different things, like you said, um, you know, different things that you look at, heart disease, um, you know, stroke, all the, everything I look Literally, at, absolutely yeah. everything. Yes. Even so, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is obviously very important. I like, I like that you alleviate some of the pressure for moms because, um, you know, we do, we juggle a lot every day, all day. And I like just, you know, the leaving the pressure of having to, you know, go to a gym, let's say for 30 minutes or an hour a day. Like, you know, I like how just movement, like sometimes I just walk up and down my staircase, you know, up and down a bunch of times and I'm doing something, (laughs) you
0: know, as soon as I became a mom, which it was basically a decade ago, a little bit longer, I quickly adapted the philosophy of something is always better than nothing. Because I was completely that girl who said, oh, if I can't go to the gym for an hour, like, what's the point? But when you have kids, sometimes it is only five minutes. And you're, And here's the thing, you are never going to go to bed saying, oh man, those 20 squats I did, what a waste of my life. Right. No, you're going to go to bed maybe saying, I really wish I'd done some movement today or done something for myself today. That you might say to yourself, but you're never going to say those push-ups were a waste of my time. I, you're you're right. just not. So right. it's always better than nothing. And, and so that means, it's, sure, I said 20 to 30 minutes a day, but maybe for you, that's 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon during nap time, and then 10 minutes before you go to bed or make your whole family do it with you. It can be spread out throughout the day. It doesn't diminish it by spreading
1: it out throughout the day.
0: Yeah, I'm, In fact, sometimes you'll even yeah. get in more.
1: Yeah, that's true. I love that, and um, and honestly, we're talking about you know physical health, but obviously, coming from a therapist perspective, exercising is a form of self care. You know, working out helps you know alleviate symptoms of depression, anxiety. I mean, I, I can go on and on, um, but it's it is a form of self care, and I think, like you said, doing something for yourself that's physically active will also help mental and emotional states as well. So absolutely especially especially during pregnancy and postpartum oh absolutely and we're going to get onto that i'm going to you know kind of talk more generally at first and then we'll definitely get into some more prenatal and postpartum because um obviously yeah our, the hormones alone you know um i think that exercising helps with uh, with a lot of things to keep um you know us us mentally and emotionally more stable so Um, But I want to ask you, and I saw a post that you did on this recently, and my husband keeps telling me, he he works out, he's he's very avid, you know, with his workouts, and he always tells me to focus on strength training, Um, because I'm a cardio girl. I used to always go to the gym and just run on the treadmill for like 30 minutes, and I'd feel really good, and I'd get my heart rate, you know, up, and and then I'd be done. <laughs> and yeah. he's really got to focus, especially now that I am older and, you know, and, and, and the woman with osteoporosis and different things that, you know, could come up. He always emphasizes strength training. So I wanted to ask you, why is strength training so important for us moms?
0: Because we're, we, uh, it's, it's either after the age, I think it's after the age of 35. Don't quote me on that exact number, but it doesn't matter. It's going to happen because we're all going to turn 35 at some point. Yes, yeah. uh, We start losing muscle. So if you're not strength training, you are declining in muscle. So you need to be making up for this muscle that you're going to lose. So that's like, wow, yeah. that's the sciencey part of it, if you want to say that. But for other reasons, you have so much stuff you need to do as a mom that requires strength. And if you don't have muscle, you are going to hurt yourself. And then you're going to be out on your back and you're not going to be able to help yourself or your kids or anybody else that needs you your parents all these you know, all these all these people that need you in your life and so i need i'm like begging everybody please start to strength train every single part of your body your core your lower body your upper body it is and i know some women get scared about bulking up it's it is so hard to get bulky it's in yeah. that part really has to do with your diet. You need to be downing protein shakes, all the crazy stuff that you see, right? Uh every you know all the all the bodybuilders doing. That's what's going to get you bulky. So if you're eating clean and you uh, are watching your uh protein and your carbs and your fats and your maybe maybe looking at your macros a little bit more, and you're doing some solid strength training, you're not going to bulk. In fact, if you haven't been strength training, I guarantee you, you're going to see weight loss. You're going to see muscle tone. Uh, you're going to just feel obviously stronger overall. There's so, there's so many benefits to it. And by strength training, by the way, I don't mean three to five pounds. Like that's not going to do it. Right. I'm talking, starting with 10 pounds and eventually working your, working your way up. I, 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 I bench press, I mean, with, with three weights because I don't, I'm working out at home still now. Right. And I'm talking 20 to 25 pounds, which I've worked up to. And I'm a small girl, by the way, I'm like five one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that might mean that you, maybe you don't have weights at home. You can do fun stuff with your toddlers. They love that stuff. In fact, my four year old will want to join in with my two year old. And I'm like, okay, you're, I don't know if I can quite (laughs) press you anymore. (laughs) But I there's other things lifting, that you can I do. saw
1: you lifting a Christmas tree the other day. That was impressive. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Because so my mom <laughs> is visit my mom is visiting,
0: and I went to take out this tree. And I and I said, "Hey, go get Landon. That's my oldest." I'm like, "Mom, can you go grab Landon? I'm gonna need some help with this tree." And then I was like, "Wait up! Wait up!" I got this. Yeah. And it was an eight foot tree. Like I was really impressed with myself. I was impressed with <laughs> you. <laughs> and I was like, I got this. And then we walked outside and I was like, hold on mom, grab my phone. That's I said, funny. let me see what else I can do with this tree. And then I could not stop laughing. Cause I had pine needles
1: falling all over <laughs> my face. And, but it was, I with the creative, the creative choreographer in me was like, let me see what I can do. That's so fun. Well, I, I, yeah. was, I loved it. I was very impressed by your strength and I want, to, <clears> I want to get there. And that's why I ordered my medicine ball. And I actually, ordered a 10 pound. So that's good. <gasps> to start oh, I'm so happy. Pounds. Yeah. So, so if
0: you don't have a medicine ball, so what Kim's talking about in case somebody doesn't know, it's it's a weighted ball. So there's a stability ball, which is kind of like those bouncy balls that you use for like birthing or maybe in a kid's club. The medicine ball is weighted and it's fun because you can use it like a basketball, you can throw it, you can plank on it, you can do cardio with it. it, it it's really great for kind of a cardio sculpt, getting cardio and strength training in one. Uh, and I like it because it's really functional. So if you don't have one yet, and you see exercises on my
1: Instagram feed with it,
0: you could try some of those with a soccer ball or a basketball or any, any kind of ball you have at home, as long as you, it can withstand your weight.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. That helps because um, like I said, we have a couple of those. I just didn't even think about it, but I've always kind of wanted a medicine ball (laughs) because I always did like those at the gym better. When I used to work out at a gym, I used to like using those versus like free weights. I don't know. It just felt better. It just felt easier for me to manage. Well, also
0: what's really nice... If you're a mom that needs to get out some aggression, which is pretty much all of us, uh, you can slam it like you. I'll put some exercises on my feed so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. But you can slam it to the ground uh, and just throw it down as, as hard as you can. And it's a really great core workout. Wow. OK. So
1: it, it, and it's really it's really good for the soul. And it doesn't break the ball, which is great. Exactly. I might use that for some of my clients who are working on some anger issues or, you know what I mean? I really, yeah. I'm, therapeutic. No, I'm, being, I'm being serious too. Yeah. No, I am too. I think that'd be great to add to my repertoire of, you know, things that I recommend to clients that are, you know, needing to get out some of that aggression because kids have it too, you know? Especially yeah. have your kids do it too. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So we talked about strength training. So now you've convinced me. What about stretching? Um should we should we still focus on stretching as much as we do before we actually do some sort of workout? Ye- yes, but let's let's kind of redefine
0: stretching. So there's two kinds of stretching. I'll, I'll try not to geek out too much on this, but there's <laughs> dynamic stretching and there is static stretching. Okay. Static stretching is maybe what you would see in a really slow yoga class, right? You get into the pigeon on the floor and you're holding it for a really long time. Right. That kind of stretching is good at the end of the day or maybe even at the end of a workout. But the kind of stretching I'd love to see you do every day and that's really good at the up is dynamic stretching. So that's what you're going to think of maybe when you see an Olympian or any athlete kind of warming up. So it's, it's a, it's a moving stretch. So let's just take, um, let's take a side stretch. Everybody knows what that is. You take one arm over your head and you reach to the side, right? So if you were to do that statically, you'd reach over and you'd hold there and you'd kind of hang out and breathe through it. But with a, with a dynamic stretch, you're going to reach over, hold it for a second or two and come back. And then you're going to do it four or five times. Okay. So the difference is, is it's warming up your body. It's going to feel good. And ultimately, what research shows us is it's going to actually allow you to move farther into the stretch because it turns on, uh, it turns off, I should say, the stretch reflex in our body, which sometimes stops us because it goes, oh, if you stretch too far, you're going to hurt yourself. Where this is the synovial fluid around our muscles is warming up and it's going, oh, this is good. Oh, this feels better because I'm. I'm just kind of going a little bit farther each time rather than going to this impossible stretch that maybe doesn't feel good or our right. body starts shaking because it hurts. So I'd love to see you do that kind of stretch where it's just a shorter hold and you're doing a bunch of reps because uh, that stuff is really good for you. It mobilizes the body. It's going to most likely prevent you from injuring yourself. Uh, it's good to do before you go
1: skiing, before you go for a run, I mean, basically any sort of exercise. Right. I like that and I like just that constant flow like the flow of movement versus the static you know um, and movement. and ultimately honestly it's more fun nobody loves and uh, anybody that's short
0: on time doesn't yeah. really love or want to go into these stretches so so I would say that focus because we are all short on time yes focus on that type of stretch do it. It's a great thing to do in the morning when you wake up. It's a great thing to do before a workout, but you don't have to spend this like, you know, 10 minute chunk of time stretching. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do it if you love it. But that's it. That's it. Do it if you love it. If that's your thing, I don't want to stop you. Well, sometimes Uh, I do
1: yoga just as, as, as it, in entirety by itself, you know, I'll just go to a one-hour yoga class to, you know, stretch and work on flexibility and posture and things like that. Yeah, and, like and any of the part. any
0: of the yoga that's like a yoga flow like that—that's right. basically
1: dynamic stretching, right? Okay. Where you're moving through the motions and you're doing, uh,
0: you know, a salutation or something like that. Right, that
1: basically is dynamic uh, stretching. Okay. I like that. Now you mentioned something that I I actually have a question about. How does someone know if they're working out correctly um, so they don't hurt themselves or pull something, especially when it comes to lifting weights? I know like you're not supposed to bend your back a certain way and you're supposed to kind of squat or, you know, can you explain maybe just some like a quick tip or two of how someone might know if they're doing it right?
0: Yeah. So this is tricky, right? I mean, this is why
1: personal trainers have a job.
0: Right. Uh, (laughs) Right. So, okay. First of all, Always listen to your body, but even more if you're pregnant or postpartum, because what often happens in pregnancy and postpartum, your body has relaxing a hormone in in, the, in your body that lets you do some of these things. And you're like, oh, I can do the splits now. It's like, yeah, but you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> definitely listen to your body. If something doesn't feel good, you need to stop. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, uh, it's no. so tricky. This, this really is tricky. Yeah. I mean, should so would you suggest maybe someone going to a gym and getting like a consultation from someone to, to- right? And if that's
0: not an opportunity to go to a yeah. gym, I, I know a lot of times in, in, in these times, people are like like well, I can't go to the gym. And I don't feel comfortable going to the gym, right? Which True. I totally support. But there are, by the way, so many trainers have gone online. Oh, that's good. But here, let's say in in general, though, let's let's say this: if you can keep your core engaged on most moves you're going to be in a safe place. So this is why I like that we we stress especially with moms because their core has gone through so much from pregnancy and postpartum. If you can keep your core engaged, you are going to be safe in the majority of exercises. Okay. The problem is most people don't really know if they're engaging their core correctly, right? Right. Sure. So this is, this is kind of a fun one. So I always like to think, so there's this cue that a lot of trainers use and I, I don't ban it because I understand when you're short on time, it's just a quick cue to give, right? You've probably heard it. It's pull your navel closer to your spine. Mm-hmm. And this, this has gotten a lot of bad rap lately because sometimes so I'm standing up right now so I can make sure I'm saying this. So <laughs> a lot of times when people pull their navel closer to their spine, they do a couple of things. They, they, they tuck their pelvis, so that it comes forward or they squeeze their glutes. And all of a sudden you have this kind of swing motion forward, right? Where your hips go forward. So you pull their navel closer to the spine or they pull their navel closer to the spine and then their shoulders collapse. Mm. Right? Because you're just like trying to suck it all in. So what I like to think of is if you, and maybe, maybe if you're listening to this, you can do this while you're listening. Stand up with me. Put one finger on your tailbone. Okay. Right? So that tailbone right between, you know, your cheeks. Yes. And then put one finger on your belly button. Okay. Drop your tailbone down. Don't push it forward. Just drop it down. Because most moms have that tailbone arched just a bit. Yes, I was. Because they're so... Before you said mm-hmm. that, I put it down because I, I was doing that. Okay. So, by the way, I, have a, I do have a video of that on Instagram if you want to link to it. Because I, I've had my personal friends were like, oh, my gosh, Sarah, I saw that video. And that's helped so much. So a lot of people think that their belly is sticking out or that they have diastasis, which we can get to later if you want. But sometimes it's just their posture. So if you drop your tailbone, you'll see your belly won't be sticking out as much. So that'll happen right away. But now to get yourself in the right place, so for good core engagement, think of your tailbone and your navel, your belly button coming closer together. Okay. So neither one, your navel's not going, you know, all the way back to your spine and your tailbone's not coming all the way back to your, you know, your vagina. Right. They're just kind of meeting in the middle. And so usually if you can get those two to come together, you're going to be in a neutral spine and essentially a neutral spine is really, usually really good core engagement. Okay. So the other thing I, the other thing to check in with is, is your rib cage sticking out? So when I tell you to, you know, to engage your core muscles or contract your abdominals, are you sucking in and up? Or it should feel a little bit like, of course, it's being wrapped around or your rib cage is closing. So if you put your hands on your rib cage now, does it feel like your ribs are spread or does it feel like they're closed? Hmm. So those two things I like, those are the two things I like to think of. Is the navel and your tailbone kind of meeting in the middle of your body and then just double checking to make sure your rib cage is, is closed and not flared open.
1: Okay, I gotta practice that because I, I my yeah it's a lot it's like a that. lot it is a lot of it's like pat
0: yeah it's like patting your head well whatever it is. yeah right. patting your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time
1: but those things
0: I I think those two things really help me um in terms of getting myself in the right place now it's like well now you want me to think about all that and do some jump squats well <laughs> it's just like but, but if you're afraid of doing something wrong go back to that am I engaging my core because most likely. You know, a lot of our injuries are after pregnancy and postpartum are going to be back injuries, and so by keeping your core strong, engaged, you're going
1: to prevent some of that. Right. I love that. Those were some great tips. I yeah. I'm, I'm definitely. I hope that visual made sense. For yes. Me. No. I was doing it in real time with you. I was. You know. I'm still sitting here trying to adjust my body, but yes, even just sitting, I'm not exercising. And the, the, I the other thing I'll <laughs> add to that is
0: sometimes I think women think that that should feel hard, right? It's not, it doesn't, it shouldn't feel like contracting my abdominals, right? Like back in the day, they used to say like, oh, feel like you want to contract, like someone's punching you in the stomach. It's like, well, no, that's, that's not what it needs to feel like all the time. Uh, so don't think because it doesn't feel hard that you're doing it wrong.
1: Right. Okay. I love that. Oh, those were great. Okay. I'm I'm like super, super, I want to know more. <laughs> I'm like super into this right now. Um, okay. So speaking of just different exercises, and maybe your answer is going to be all of the above. Um, but what exercises should moms focus on crunches, squats, planks, again, maybe it's all the above, but should we be switching off and kind of make, mixing it up a little bit? Or what should we focus on the most?
0: Ah, definitely all of the above, but mm-hmm. full body, full body movements. So if you're short on time exercises, so the more muscles you use, the more calories you're going to burn and the more results you'll see. If if that, if that that's your goal of, of yes. weight loss, but also the more muscles you use, the more muscles you're going to strengthen. Yeah. So if you're short on time, full body movements, something, uh, let's just put it out there, a burpee. Okay, yep. <laughs> so a worried? burpee doesn't have to be like, a burpee doesn't have to be the crazy burpees that you see CrossFitters do. A burpee could be, you have weights, you do a shoulder press, you press yeah. your arms above your shoulder, you bring them down to your sides, you squat, you put them on the ground, you put the weights on the ground, sorry, so you do shoulder press, okay. bring your weights down, squat, put your weights on the ground, put your hands in front of you, walk out to a plank, hold the plank for a few seconds, walk back in, go back to your squat and repeat. Like that can, that essentially is a burpee with weights. But look what I just did. I did a shoulder press. I worked my upper body. I did a squat. I worked worked my lower body. And then I did a plank and I worked my core. And if you start to speed that up, you've got cardio. Wow. I just did it all. So things like that when you're short on time are game changers. Uh, Crunches. (laughs) (laughs) uh i have i have i don't know if you're familiar with tara Styles. she's a she's a pretty famous yoga instructor and and we're friends from new york and she's always like i love that you're trying to you know get crunches out of the dictionary and i'm not i'm not (laughs) anti-crunches You get it They get a bad rap, but going back, and this is what, this is my thought earlier when you asked me, like, how does somebody know that they're doing something wrong? And there's several pre postnatal exercise specialists out there who I love. They're my colleagues and I love them. And, and they say, well, no crunches, crunches are okay. And I'm like, look, if I can have you in front of me and we're personal training and I can watch you do a crunch and you can do it correctly, that's one thing. But for me to virtually put it out there to a large audience, crunches are often done poorly. And when you are postpartum, well, first of all, during during pregnancy, I would just say it's a no-go for right. so many reasons, which if you want me to get into I can. But in postpartum, they can often cause more damage than good because you're trying you're trying to heal and sometimes I like to use this comparison if this makes sense. Let's say you are trying to close a jar. And you're like, oh my God, I can't get this jar to close. Right. What do you think is going to work better? That you close the jar and squeeze the top and hold it there or open and close the jar, open and close the jar, open and close the jar, open and close the jar. Mm. It's it's going to work better if you hold it on there and close it tight, right? Opening and closing a million times is not going to make that jar close. Right. That's a good one. So, I like that. So you, the opening and closing of the jar is crunches. The holding of the jar closed is a plank. So if you can get into a plank and really do all those things we just talked about, you know, your tailbone and your, and your navel meeting in the middle, closing your rib cage and then breathing through all of that. I mean, that is, that alone is an accomplishment, Of course. but to do that is going to strengthen so much more of your body too. Cause right when you're in plank, your shoulders are working, you're squeezing your butt, your lower body's working. So it's not only this full body thing but you have more time to focus. When you're doing crunches up and down, up and down, up and down, you're leaving so much more room for other things to come into play that I just don't feel that it's as you know, effective. Right. And if you and can so work, many people yeah. do them wrong.
1: Well, if you can work on your core doing a plank versus doing crunches, personally I'd I'd pick the plank anyway, you know, just because I feel like it's yeah. easier or less intimidating or something, but um, if you're still working your core and that's what your goal is, um, then I I would say doing that. And then, you know, you're probably not going to hurt yourself as much as if you're doing a crunch wrong. And then, you know. Um, right. Going back to your question about, should I do an exercise? How will I know if
0: I'm doing it right? That I'm relating that to crunches because oftentimes people don't feel like they're doing crunches correctly. And, and the other exercise that's like that for, for me as a trainer is I see people doing deadlifts, which is where... Uh, you're, you know, with a flat back, your legs are mostly straight, and you're bending forward, your booty pushes back. I see that done incorrectly all the time with, you know, rounded backs and just things that could potentially injure you. And if there's an exercise like that, where you're not feeling confident, I would say try to get in front of an expert, whether that's virtually or in person. I mean, send me a DM with a video. I always say that to people when they they sometimes message me, I say, Hey, if you can send me, if you can send me a video, I'll let you know what I think. But it's to then, I'm not saying give up on that exercise completely, but until you can get in front of somebody and you feel safe, choose another exercise that's going to work the same body parts. So that's why I say, if you don't feel confident in your crunches yet, and you're afraid that it's, you're too early postpartum and you might cause more damage than good, go with the plank, go with another exercise that you feel confident in. Same thing with the deadlift. You can do bridges on your back and lift up and down and, and squeeze your glutes and work your glutes that way until you feel more confident about your deadlift. There's so many exercises that work the same body part that really you shouldn't waste your time on the ones that you feel unsafe doing or you feel like you're doing incorrectly.
1: Exactly. And then you're not going to want to do them again. You're not going to want to do them on a regular basis because you're going to probably start trying to avoid it because it hurts or, you know. So, which which I'm asking for a friend on the next question. (laughs) How can someone motivate themselves to work out when they're extremely busy or exhausted and just don't have the motivation to do it? What what is your advice to get started? (laughs) I feel like once the habit's there, Uh, right? Well, how do you get there?
0: Ask my husband. There's no such thing as motivation. He made me read the motivation myth, and 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 he's correct. Here's the thing: you do, and you have to make yourself. That is how you start. You have to make yourself. So, I if you go back actually a few posts, I just did my first 5K race on New Year's Eve. I saw that. Thank you very much. So I am not a runner. I would never, well, maybe I am now. Maybe I can call myself a runner now. But <laughs> I, it's not my go-to. It, it It's my go-to because I like to be outside and I'm by myself. Right. So I hadn't run in like 10 years. Short, I'll try to make this story short and quick. But May of, of 2020, my husband was like, you know, I'm home quarantined with all of my kids. And he's like, you got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we all and- Yeah. Right. And he's like, and he's like, you need to go for a run. And I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, I mean, at that point I was still pretty postpartum. I was like, I'm, I'm going to pee myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to pee myself. It's not going to be great. He's like, you just need to go and you just need to start. And I was like, but I don't, I I literally was my, the world's worst client. He, and he called me on it. He was like, you are making so many excuses. This is you know, BS. Yeah. That's me. And I was, I was, I did all, I did all the things that I've heard people do a million times to me. And, I did it and thank God he made me do it. Uh and I hated it. I will say it took me from May 2020 to September 2020 to enjoy it a little bit. Right.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of how long a habit usually takes place. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah,
0: and uh and I would still say there are days like right now I'm I'm kind of on this plan where I do my goal has been to do 10 miles a week and on Monday I do 5 and on Wednesday I do three. On Fridays I do two. So that mm-hmm. I have ten by the end of the week. And I will tell you, every Monday I'm like, yeah. "This is the worst." Yep. Because <laughs> my sweet spot is three. Like that's what I've done most of my life. My sweet spot is three. Two feels like easy now. Five still feels horrible. Um, you know, that's when I was like, "Oh, are you gonna do a marathon now?" I was like, "No, I will never." I and I, and I promise you, I will not eat my words. I will never do a marathon. It is. It that does not sound. Fun to me in any way whatsoever, right? But I know that it is so good for my soul. So you just have to make yourself. And I, I wish I could sugarcoat it a little bit, but I can't. It there's so many other priorities that we have as moms that you can put in front of it. Yes. And and I will and I will give you permission. It might not be your season of life to start running, but. Maybe it's your season of life where you wake up every morning and you do a sun salutation or I'll give you this. Maybe just start with 20 squats, five pushups and a 15 second plank. Mm. Like maybe that's your season of life. Like I'm a huge believer in seasons of life and that's, what i've said i joke that like there's points in my life where i'm like this is just good enough for now yeah I love and that. when my kids are all in school one day if i want to go back and have the life that i had pre-kids and spend an hour at the gym every day or more then then that will be my future right but i i, I don't even think that will be to be quite honest because i've found so many things to be more enjoyable sure. than spending that all that time but this is the season of life where if i get to work out for 20 minutes I am
1: a rock star.
0: And if I don't, that's okay because four little people need me.
1: Yeah, and I'm all about even just when I talk with people about goal setting and you know making habits that last. You know, starting off something small, you know, and being able to conquer that first. Not not setting the bar too high. If you start the bar too high, I feel like it's 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 some a lot of times it's not going to get there. You know, because there's yeah too many things in life that that will come up. But if you start slow, and I like your your idea of you know this many um planks and this or whatever it is and um it then once you can conquer that your confidence gets a little higher and then you can start adding to it or you know doing it longer adding you know another rep or whatever yeah. it is and then you feel like okay I got this I can do this versus feeling defeated before it even starts because you just set the bar way too high so I like yeah that.
0: and and you might have to play around I, I do truly believe that you need to find your thing I mean some people probably looked at me with the tree and were like, that looks miserable. I was having so much fun. I thought it was hilarious and I could not stop laughing and it was hard and it was a workout, but you might have to play around like, or am might just, to, or give yourself, I'm going to try this for a month or maybe it's six. Like I did with the running. Yes. Uh, but it might be that you, maybe you get a Peloton bike and I, I hear a lot of people, you know, they'll get their, their Peloton bike or maybe it's a different competitor And they're like, well, I I just didn't like it. But maybe you needed to try a different instructor. It might be that you, it's not that you don't like virtual workouts. Maybe you just haven't found your person that you like working out with. That's true. So there's, trust me. So I've trained instructors. I've trained trainers. That's what I used to do pre-kids for Reebok. And there are so many different styles of teaching It's they're like any other teacher or any other professional that you would see. Some you're gonna love, some you're not gonna love. And sometimes if you find your perfect instructor or trainer, that's enough to rope you in every day.
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: just keep keep
1: searching for that person or try my workouts. That's true. Yeah, I love yours. (laughs) I said I I I'm already like just I watch yours and even if I don't do them all the time, I still like look at them and learn from them. And then, you know, but I'm going to get my, my medicine ball comes in tomorrow. I ordered it from Amazon. So it should be here tomorrow. <laughs> and I don't to start. But um, I know we're running out of time. But I have a couple um, quick questions before we before we end. Um, speaking of quick, um, I know you mentioned, you know, uh, where maybe people should start. But you know, what are some quick, easy and effective exercises moms can do at home with limited equipment, um, you know, in, or maybe no equipment? Yeah, well, I use your living room. If you have a couch,
0: a chair, a table, you can use all of those things. A kitchen counter. If, if push up, push. I think push ups are really hard, especially after you've had after you've had babies. Yeah, they require so much upper body and core strength, which are two things that you're, that women um, are lacking compared to men. Sure. And you could use your kitchen counter and do push ups against the kitchen counter. You can use a couch or chair as something to sit on to squat down and stand back up. Just giving you a point of reference so that you know you have to go that low. You can use the back of a chair for balance. Maybe balance is something that you're really, really working on. And you want to try to do maybe a one-legged deadlift. Uh, If you're wondering what that is, you're standing on one leg and you tip forward over that front leg and you're going to feel... you're going to feel the back of your leg and your glutes really working. Oh, Maybe right. you need to hold onto a chair for that because those are those require a lot of balance. Maybe you need to use your kids as props. Yeah, uh, I think you don't have any, have any next, weight.
1: Yeah, that's my next question of how do you how because you incorporate your your kids in your exercises a lot. So yeah, keep going with that because I sometimes wouldn't... that's out of necessity. Sometimes it's
0: they won't leave me alone and you. Guys, I <laughs> trust me, I get it. I worked out all during quarantine with my kids all around me. Here's the thing. If you want to make exercise a priority, you you sometimes got to talk to your kids. I my kids know. I will sit them and down and <laughs> stare them straight in the face and say, "Hey, if you want mom to have fun with you later today, she needs to do something for herself. Mom needs to get strong for you and for myself." And you just they know that, and you give them things to do. I have a little set of one pound weights that my toddler now. He sees the TV go on, I grab my weights, he grabs his, and too. we do the thing. Or give them. I also, apparently I need to make more videos about this, but everyone loves my mini tramp workouts, like a mini trampoline. Kids love mini trampolines. That's true. You might have to get two because people were like, how do you do that? (laughs) I'm like, I actually have two because they like it so much that I'm like, okay, you can jump next to me while I'm doing this. Uh, They love Bosu's. They love stability balls. If you put the toys out, just you may have to invest in two of them. Yeah. Fortunately, most fitness toys are pretty reasonably priced okay uh once you go up and wait they get obviously much much uh more expensive but the basic bands and stability balls those things are gonna you know probably run you under twenty dollars okay so so when you grab some of those things maybe think okay i know they're gonna grab this from me uh or give them the one that just give them the one that you're not using because you're going to want different. You might want different sizes. True, but that's how you get it done. You 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 have to be straightforward with them. And sometimes I just say
1: no or set out
0: all the snacks and all the toys. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love that. And actually, I think honestly, you're doing a lot of really good role modeling for them. You're setting the precedence that working out and your body and strength training and living a long life and being healthy, like those are all a priority. And and, and, and it's a value, uh, you know, that's in your life and you're teaching that to them. So you know, which yeah. will hopefully in turn create that same value that they grew up with. So when they have kids, you know, they'll make it also a priority as well. So I right. think that's and great role model. half the
0: time I look over and they're doing it with me and I'm like,
1: okay, you <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I always try and incorporate my kids as well too. And they do, they get really into it. So um, again, I just think it's great role modeling. Yeah. Now, it's no different than than eating food. You eat the carrots and celery; they're most likely going to eat the carrots and celery. Like if you're not eating it, they're not going to eat it either. Exactly, exactly. Yes, and I know you talked a lot about this too, and you have so a great blog about it um, that I was reading the other day. But you know, trying to get them to eat more greens, you know, you put it into a smoothie or put it into a popsicle, something that they're going to like, and you can sneak in that little spit of spinach or whatever it is. And, Absolutely, and they eat it. And I, you know, love that advice too. So. Um, I know you have a lot more to share. Um, I didn't get to all my questions because I feel like I just could go on and on and talk to you all day about this. We'll have to do this again, maybe, or do an Instagram Live or something where you actually can maybe show, you know, in in a video, you know, setting. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> the crazy things I'm talking <laughs> about. I, I no, mean, I'll, work, I'll, I'll work because... out with you. We'll do an Instagram Live and we'll work out together. Because okay. um, I want to, you know, obviously you have information that you're going to share right now about where people can find you because you have a lot of information on, you know, fourth trimester uh, work you know, a lot of postpartum and a lot of really great advice. So where can people find you to, um, you know, get in touch with you, learn more, and also download some of your um, exercise videos and or buy some?
0: Sure. So on social media everywhere, whether that's Instagram, YouTube, those are probably the main places that I frequent, uh, is at Sarah Haley Fit, And Sarah does not have the H. My last name does. So S-A-R-A-H-A-L-E-Y Fit. FIT. And then my blog is Haley.com. If you want a free workout, and if you can put this in the show notes, com backslash excuse dash proof. Okay. Meaning, if you are coming up with all the excuses, it's a free five minute total body workout. So, the kind of workouts we were talking about where you're using your entire body, you don't need any equipment, it's just you, your body weight. I will get you sweaty and I will get you having worked every muscle in your body in five minutes. These are is these part of a workout program I created after I became a first time mom. And I was like, Oh, I don't have the time that I thought I had. And so that one is, I will give you that for free. If you go down, if you go to that website that
1: link. Okay. I love that. And then you have a special discount code for anyone listening today um, for your other videos, right? Sure. Yes. If you use Dr. Kim, 40, you can get
0: 40% off any of my workouts, which are all available as programs, or you can do
1: individual downloads. I love it. Um, thank you. That's very generous of you. Um, I know I get motivated by by watching you, by following you. Um, I you motivated me to me to to really make it a priority and make my health and fitness and, you know, strength training and all those things a priority. Um, so thank you for that. And I hope everyone listening also feels just as inspired and motivated by you. And thank you again for being on the show. Um, I just keep doing what you're doing because you're helping so many moms out there. Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait to have you back for more. Make sure to subscribe to the Parentologist Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure to tell your friends. This podcast is not intended to be a replacement for therapy. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911.